Alright, how are we doing today, my lovely listeners? Whether your answer is good, bad, or maybe somewhere in between today, I hope these next few minutes provide a respite for your soul as we dive into the hard spaces. So we're continuing a series that we've been working on for social media and kind of its influence on three key relationships in our lives. And the first one I did with my friend Jack last week was about how it affects your view of self and your relationship with yourself. And this week I'm here with my friend Noah, who's coming back to the show. Welcome back, Noah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we are talking about how social media influences your relationship on other people and those around you. So this has been something I think we both have been thinking a lot about lately and kind of working through in our own lives. And as we're, you know, working with youth and the next generation, this is definitely something that I've noticed that is influencing us in a lot of ways. Um, so I kind of want to start off with talking about this, uh, your perspective just on social media in general and how you've sort of seen it shape your relationships in your lives and how you're seeing other people in the different contexts of your life. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, I want to say just from the outset, we are not social media haters. Like we're not completely anti-social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might sound like that, but we, I mean, I'm really active on social media. This podcast is going to be promoted on social media. Like subscribe. Yeah. Right. So we're, so we're not anti-social media, but it is important though to talk about some of the dangers and some of the challenges of social media mm-hmm. if we want to be emotionally and spiritually healthy Christians. Yes. So like this is this is important. So your question was how is social media influencing just relationships in general in the different aspects of life? Yeah. I think that's a great question. I think the key to that is the word influence like in what way is social media influencing our relationships. Mm -hmm. And as I think about influence, I think it's really easy for us to think that we're not easily influenced, Mm. but that is completely like hogwash. Like that is, that's just (laughs) false. Like we are very easily influenced people. I used to think that I was not really easily influenced. I just, you know, I could just make decisions as I want. Nobody really influences me. Um, And then I went off to college and I quickly realized how easily I was influenced. Just like, Noah, why are you thinking these thoughts? Why are you, why do you look at girls this way? Why is this the desire of your heart? Why do you care about money so much? Why are you so greedy? Like, why, why are you so desperate to get attention? Like, it's because I'm easily influenced. Mm. And I think, I don't, I don't think I'm unique in that. I think we're all easily influenced. And so the question is, is what is it that's going to influence us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going to influence us? Yeah. And as Christians, our goal is that, that God and his word would influence us mm-hmm. and not social media. Mm. But when social media is the thing that is influencing us, mm. um, it becomes really dangerous. So yeah. So yeah. if you're looking at people through the lens of of social media, mm-hmm. at least for me, it creates it creates this sort of comparison game mm-hmm. where okay, I I see you as a person through this lens of social media. Mm-hmm. And social media elevates certain things like right. status and money mm-hmm. and looks, looks and yeah. sex and just mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so that's the lens that I'm looking at you through. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
let's just say you're you're another guy mm-hmm. and I'm looking at your profile on social media. Mm-hmm. I'm comparing everything. Like yeah. as much as I don't want to admit it, I am. Mm-hmm. Like that's just because I'm I'm extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. And so I I hate to lose. I want to be the best yeah. all of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm competitive with you. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm looking at you and I see okay, you're getting this many likes, Mm. you are getting this much attention from girls, Mm -hmm. and it just seems like you're extremely cool Mm because I'm looking at your highlight reel on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever Mm -hmm. the social media would be. Well, then I start to feel like a loser. I start to feel pretty bad about myself Mm -hmm. because like what you're projecting on social media is up here. Yeah. But I like live with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the mud with me. So yeah. I, I know that my life does not compare to that, like this, this view of yourself up yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at you, first off, I'm competitive, mm-hmm. but then I also get kind of resentful towards mm-hmm. you. Yeah. In a true. sense where it's like, yeah, dang, they're like, they're really doing better than yeah. me. And yeah. it's, and it's just like, yeah. I can't have a, yeah. Just a straight up relationship with yeah. you without trying to like yeah. outdo you. Yeah. You know what's so funny when you're talking about comparison? I was thinking about this the other day is in the context of social media and the church and Christian circles and the comparison game is I think sometimes we can even make our our faith this competition of like, oh, wow, that person went on this mission trip or is doing all these things at the church and like people are posting about it. And it's like, I don't feel like I found myself like, oh, am I Christian enough or I'm not doing enough? And like your faith starts to become this like workspace thing again. And like you, um, but yeah, I think I agree with everything you're saying. Like whatever we're being mastered by and worshiping is where we're tying our value. And it just really like gets skewed when it's something other than what we literally were designed to like be inundated with and like mastered by if we're turning to other things and it's going to create all these perversions that you're talking about. And like, you know, I was listening to this podcast that was, you know, talking about the gospel and social media and they had said this idea of how we are shaped by our habits, right? Mm -hmm. So I think social media is a habit for a lot of people. You wake up, you're on your phone. It's like, we've talked about this, like it's just this automatic thing. And so how have you seen the habits of social media? Yeah. Continuing to like shape, like how you see other people, because it's something that we're continuing to do. And we're building these unhealthy habits that I think are creating these dangerous perspectives of what other people are. No, you said it, you said it perfectly. You are, you are at the end of the day, your habits Mm -hmm. and the deeper you get into a habit, Mm -hmm. the more it becomes second nature. You don't even have to think about it. So like you said, we wake up and it's, let me get on my phone. Let me check the feed. Let me see what everybody's up to, (laughs) FOMO, all of that stuff. (laughs) And at first that might seem kind of weird. And like, it still kind of seems really weird (laughs) if I'm being honest. But the longer you do that, it's it's no longer weird. That's just like, that's just what you do. Um, and so we have to decide for ourselves, what are our habits going to be? Mm-hmm. What are the habits that I'm going to introduce into my life? Because mm-hmm. like, again, something is going to master you. Yeah. Like you, you see this all the way in the beginning of the Bible. Like you see this in Genesis where, mm-hmm. you know, Cain kills Abel and and the Lord says, like, sin is sin is crouching at your door mm-hmm. and its desire is to have you, mm-hmm. but you you must master it. Yeah. And then like Jesus says, says the same thing, like something's going to master you. Yeah. And it, you can't have two masters. Yeah. You can't worship God and social media. You can't worship God and money. You can't worship God and the opinions of like you yeah. can't do it. Yeah. 
you're going to have a master. You can't have two, but but you're going to have one. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's it's what habits are you going to mm-hmm. implement into your life? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There's one thing I was thinking about, too, is um, I think there's a dehumanizing aspect to how social media helps us see other people. Like the, the way that we act in front of our screen and the way that other people act in front of our screen cr- creates this weird um, element of I no longer see you as a person, but just an opinion or an ideology or a political view, you know, whatever it is. And so you people are holding so tightly to what they stand for and believe that it creates these online arguments or opinion posts and and things of like this, this is what I believe this is who I am. And so if you disagree with me, then you're evil or we can't have this conversation. Um, because when you're not with the person, it's a lot easier to yeah, just see them as this um, this idea versus like a person who has feelings and is flawed and is working through their own, you know, what they believe on all this stuff. But how, how have you noticed like a dehumanizing aspect to um, the social media game? Yeah, I, I think it's easy to see people as, like you said, these ideas mm-hmm. when in reality we're supposed to see them as image bearers. Mm-hmm. And when you take this image-bearing nature that every single human that's ever existed has, and you just you take this away, mm-hmm. and you leave them only to be an idea. All you are is an idea. All you are is a URL online. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, that's super easy to bash. That's super easy to unfollow. That's super easy to cancel. Mm-hmm. That's super oh, easy yeah. to... To say whatever you want about them Mm -hmm. because they're not actually a person. Yeah. And so I think they think the goal should be to to get past the screen Mm -hmm. and to say, like, there's a person Mm -hmm. on the other end of that screen. Mm -hmm. Um, But that can be very difficult to do Mm -hmm. when you've got a thousand different ideas coming through and like you're just scrolling and you're scrolling through Mm -hmm. different ideas. And Mm -hmm. that's all it is. They're just ideas. But mm-hmm. but but no, there's more. They're they're yeah. people. Yeah. Like these are these are people that God created mm-hmm. in his image. Like mm-hmm. these are people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And we sort of talked about this in my last episode, but I'm kind of going back to something you were saying of like how we're viewing other people in terms of this image and particularly this idea of beauty, maybe we can sort of talk about the physical aspect because I know particularly for girls, I know guys can struggle with this too, but especially with the filters and stuff on Snapchat and just the way that things have shifted um, a lot of, and I've seen this in myself too, is like, you don't want to take a picture with your friends unless there's a filter on it. Or, you know, if you're talking to somebody, it's like, you're going to make sure that you, you know, full face makeup, you got your hair looking good. Like, you know, you're always like anxious because you're, you're not actually like seeing like the, like your natural beauty or like the way that God's designed you and your definition of beauty. It has been limited to just this physical aspect. And we're not focusing on the things like you're talking about of holistically what makes a person beautiful. Um, and so many times I think so many great people get looked past in dating scenes and stuff like that because, you know, even with like the online dating stuff, it becomes even easier to be like left, right, left, right, because of what we see on Instagram and Snapchat are these like molded, contoured faces that just aren't a reality. And so there's a lot of girls, I was talking with my cousin about this one time, who are going to plastic surgeons Mm -hmm. to get 
like, I want my face to look like this specific filter, which isn't even possible because it's literally deconstructing like your jaw and your nose and all these things that it's just not possible. And so a lot of these girls are walking around just feeling less than. So how have you sort of noticed that maybe with some of the kids you've been working with or other women in your life or even guys in your life who struggle with this idea of beauty and image and how we're defining it through uh, social media? Yeah, it's it's in the questions that we ask about people. Like mm. you can see what is going on yeah. just by the questions mm-hmm. that we ask about people. So what do I mean by that? If you're, if you're in a room full of people, a room full of guys, mm-hmm. for example, and they're talking about a specific girl, mm. what are the questions that they're asking about her? Yeah. Are, are they asking, um, what, what's the shape of her body? Mm. What does her face look like? Like what, what's her figure look Mm -hmm. like or Mm -hmm. how smart is she? Or Mm -hmm. just like all of these Mm -hmm. like external things. Mm -hmm. Then it, it turns people into a product. Mm. And then like you get, you get the Tinder, you get the swipe left, swipe right. Like that's, (laughs) that's all it is. Cause you are, you're just something I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. I've got a shopping cart up here and I'm going to click on you. And you're the one I'm ready to buy. That's yeah. that's that's all it is, and yeah. it's extremely dehumanizing yeah. because you're nothing but an object. You're nothing but a product. Um, Can I? I, I want it. But yeah, like the Bible just has a, just yeah. so many different questions that right. we ought to be asking about people, right? And I like just a moment of vulnerability. I've sort of experienced this a little bit, like. With I, I remember I was in this relationship and it was with somebody who I noticed was on Instagram a lot or was like on social media a lot. And um, I sort of noticed it kind of shaping the way that he would talk about other girls or even mm. like talk about me. And so all of the praises and all of the compliments were like you're saying, the questions or the comments were all like f- mostly physical. I mean, there were some it was like a balance, but I think there was a lot of it. And it was hard for me because you're talking about a product. I started to feel consumed rather than valued. So like you're saying, it's like somebody can be like, if you're in this dating context and it's like, oh my gosh, like, like you get like loved bombed. You're like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so beautiful. You're all this, whatever. And it's like for a moment you feel like so valued, but then they start to like consume you and like idolize you. Um, and I think social media does sort of shape that a lot because if you're feeding into your brain, like what you're seeing on Twitter or Instagram and stuff like that, and then you have something that you think sort of emulates what you're seeing um, you start to, cons- you have a consumeristic love for that person. Uh, so mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that in like dating context of like the guy girl struggle, you know? No, for sure. And it's exactly what we were talking about previously with the habits. Yeah. If, if social media is a habit that you have and, and viewing girls or viewing guys mm. through this lens is the habits you've made that habit and that hunger only increases in you. Mm. And so you're going to find a girl or you're going to find a guy that's going to satisfy that hunger. Mm. But the problem is, is that that is such a shallow view of Mm -hmm. relationships. And what's more is that it only will satisfy you for a split Mm. fleeting second until it's gone until, until you're not beautiful enough. So it's like, wow, you're hot right now for this, for this moment. Mm -hmm. But the second I see somebody hotter Mm -hmm. on Instagram or Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now you've got to level up again because I've got this hunger in me and I'm asking certain questions of Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to look like based on this catalog that I'm looking through that tells me 
what somebody who's attractive is supposed to look like. Yeah. And and you quite frankly don't measure up. Yeah. Because you can't because it's fake. Right, right. It's so, it's so it's so damaging when so like if girls are basing their value off of that and guys are looking for girls with that value, it be, creates this whole mess because then when the relationship starts to become real and a person start they start to become human who have flaws or needs or different things like that, then it's like, oh, well, you're an inconvenience to me because I have easy access on my phone to consume what temporarily gives me this high and then I can just move on to the next thing. And so you end up plowing through all these people and I just think that it's really damaging to the soul because that's not how God designed relationships to be. And I think it's, yeah, it's just not good at fostering a good perspective of female guy relationships. So it's just like really, really sad. Yeah, I would I would I would just encourage people to try to look past the screen. But even when you're in person, look mm-hmm. past the bones. Mm-hmm. Like they've got a soul in there. She's got a soul in there. Yeah. yeah. Like she is valued mm. by God in heaven mm-hmm. and carries with her a spark of his divine image Mm. in her being Mm. she's not just a product yeah and and he's not just a product yeah like these are these are image bearers this is huge we've got to get this yeah i know you and i can kind of relate to this on a three level so we're both enneagram threes we're very task oriented accomplishment oriented and you sort of touched on this at the beginning too of like there's this image comparison but then there's also this accomplishment and success uh competition as well um and i think i walk away a lot of times from social media not feeling enough in that aspect of or yeah i'm just never satisfied in the present moment or like with where i'm at in life because you want to do the next thing or you want to be the next thing because we're tying our value to what we do and then we're looking at other people who seem to be doing more and are better at what they're doing so how have you seen that play out in your own life and how have you sort of like struggled with that and like have you seen social media influence um you know how you're seeing other people from from that angle yeah honestly for me the biggest impact that it's had on me is just overall discontentment mm. discontentment with myself discontentment discontentment with my job discontentment with my church discontentment with my inner circle mm-hmm. just overall discontentment because of the fact that like you know what? There's got to be something better out yeah. there. The grass is always greener. Yeah. <laughs> because like I'm looking at, I'm looking on social media and I see a whole lot of green grass mm-hmm. out there. And like yeah. my grass right here looks like the dog just peed on it. Like it's, it's not it's green. It's yellow. yellow. It's dirt. It's, it's, it's nasty. And, yeah. and so it's just this discontentment. Like I'm not accomplishing as much as I could be in that job mm-hmm. or I could be doing more for like, like you said, the Lord, I could be, I could be going further in my faith. I could be accomplishing more tasks. I could be busier. I could be having a deeper to do. Like I could just have so many things. I could be in better shape mm-hmm. because I I'm, I see other people doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so it's gotta be a problem with me. Like I've got to raise up to this level. Mm-hmm. And like, again, it's the same thing. The more you climb that up, 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 mm-hmm. up. And like, it just never ends because there's always more you could be doing. Yeah. 
I also see that too in like <laughs> like products. Like if I'm scrolling through like TikTok or something, it's like all these girls have like these 10 step skincare routine and all these amazing products that they do. And I'm like, I definitely don't do enough when it comes to like that part of self-care. Like, oh, I need this product to like be accomplished this. So it's like not just tasks too, but it's like the products that I'm using to like, you know, go throughout my day. And it's always like, man, I'm not investing enough in like my clothes or I'm not you know, doing this or my room isn't cute enough or like all these things. And it's just like, oh, and then it's like, I have these urges to just like get up and start cleaning and like buying new things and like doing so. It's like, it's, it's an enemy of rest. It's an enemy of this gift of like the Sabbath that God has given us. And I think like, you know, I, I did an interview that I'm going to release in a couple of weeks about rest and like our struggle at this age. And I think social media is a big part of that because if you want to be successful and you're a driven person, you're never going to like reach a point where you're like, I am successful. I am totally like you're saying with this discontentment. So there's this continual restlessness. There's this, this continual like self-disappointment. Um, and I think it really does impact. And then when you're in that low state, I feel like it does impact your ability to pour into other people and to love other people well. So I don't know if, I mean, I know you're like working in youth ministry and you do a lot of teaching and you you are pouring into your friends and family, obviously, but like, how have you noticed this like discontentment or this like focus here when you're like trying to also like give to people and love people and like show Jesus to other people? Like, how does that headspace how have you noticed that like affecting your ability to minister? Uh, way more than I would like to admit if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's definitely been a challenge because mm-hmm. of, like you said, that comparison and that you can do more. And so it almost becomes this, like you said, this cycle that continues to feed itself mm-hmm. where I continue to challenge myself and rise to the next level, the next level, the next level, the next Mm -hmm. level. Meanwhile, you've got all of these people around you that you could just sit down with and be present with. But for me, it, it makes it challenging oftentimes to sit down and be present with people Mm -hmm. because my mind's on, Oh, I've got to accomplish this next thing. And so people almost become like these relationships that you have Mm -hmm. almost become an extension of your to-do list. Mm. So you've got 10 people on this list and I'm just trying to check them off. Like I'm just trying to like bust yeah. through this list. Yeah. And that's, and, and again, you're nothing but a list. Yeah. You're nothing but a number. You're nothing but a product. Yeah. And I'm not seeing you as an image bearer yeah. because you are just another person that I'm trying to reach. And it really, it's all, it, it's, it's just selfish because it's, it's at the end of the day, it's about me. Yep. And so that's that's the struggle, that's the temptation yeah. that that will always be there. And, and again, social media just kind of mm-hmm. facilitates that. Yeah, the, the moment you were talking about that, I was just thinking about that how self centric social media is. So even though you may be looking at other people's lives, you're thinking about yourself. You're putting it against your value and what you want to be. And then that can also influence this type of stuff that you want to post, the type of stuff that you want to showcase. And like you're contributing to this madness <laughs> of social media. Um, I remember listening to Matt Chandler one time talk about that, like as as a minister, if, you're, if your days can be filled up with people, is it become a checklist or are these people with souls that you can be present with and stuff? And I think it's hard when throughout our day and throughout our, our, our moments of one of the things I've been trying this last month of April is saying no to more social things, um, which is really hard for me. I'm an extrovert. I, I love going out and doing stuff, but I really tried to create space of like, you know, people are always asking you, what are you doing tonight? Or what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing, 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 doing? 
And I think I just became so overwhelmed by that. It's like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing on a Wednesday night, but I'm not going to make any plans and I'm going to slow down and I'm going to listen and I'm going to be present and I'm going to allow space to exist and to not feel like I need to like check this box off and stuff. And I've noticed like, and I just started doing this, but I've started to slowly notice this ability to start to think and pray about other people more just naturally because you're like, you're not, it's like, if you're not, cause when you're busy, a lot of the stuff is like about you and what you're doing and this, but it's like when there's space to like breathe and move and you're not like looking at your phone and other people's lives, it's like, oh yeah, like the Lord starts putting people on your heart to pray for, or he starts like, you know, talking to you and like the direction he wants to take your life and all this stuff. And it just like is really starting to like shape um, my ability to relate to the girl, the young girls that I'm working with or my friends in my life. So that self-care and that respect of like unplugging or whatever your like standard is of like cutting off your right arm and, you know, whatever that looks like is, you know, the Lord wants to show you this beautiful life, this life of freedom and abundance. And I just have a hard time believing that being on social media all the time can be a part of that realistically. And I know that might sound really negative towards social media, but I have met very few people who are able to not be mastered by something like that. Um, Yeah. So I guess one of the things I wanted to ask you about too is going to the scriptures. You know, we could talk about this all day, but just like, what is what does God even have to say about social media? The Israelites weren't tweeting each other. You know, there wasn't, um, Apple didn't exist um, back in the Garden of Eden, you know, all these things. So it's like, what can we glean from the scriptures to apply to this aspect of social media and in its relationship to how we see other people? A lot, actually. Um, so much so. And I would start with, again, the idea that you're going to be mastered by someone or something like something is going to master you. We see this in Genesis. Jesus says it like we see this idea um, that you are going to be mastered by something. Mm. Even Paul in Colossians 2 here, he says, um, he says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than to Christ. Oof. Like something is going to take you captive. He said, don't let it be this. Don't let it be these hollow, otherwise empty, deceitful traditions. Like yeah. don't give in to them. Yeah. But rather, like, what should we do? We should take these thoughts captive mm. and make them obedient to Christ and mm. his word. Yeah. So so we see people, we're going to take our thoughts about people and we're going to make them obedient to what the Bible says. Mm. And so, so again, like, we've got social media, we've got our church life, we've got family, we've got just all of these different voices mm-hmm. and something is going to control us. Mm-hmm. And so I like I like the way that Joshua says it when he's like, you know, y'all can serve the Amorites, you can serve the God of your fathers. Mm-hmm. As for me and my house, yeah. we gonna serve the Lord. Yeah. Like that's just, and like, <laughs> and so at the end of the day, I think, I think we've got to make a decision. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who is going to be my master? Yeah. Who is going to be my Lord? Like Adonai, like God, my master, like mm-hmm. who's going to be that? Mm-hmm. And it, it's got to be the God of the Bible. It's got to be the Bible that's, that's filtering our lens. And so then once it becomes the Bible, once we decide that it should be the Bible, then we should view relationships through that lens and yeah. not through the lens of social media. And so so what does the Bible say about people then? Mm. The Bible says that people are image bearers. It says that people are created in the image of God, whether you're black, white, mm. like 
male, female, mm-hmm. like you are created in the image of God mm-hmm. and you are so, so valuable, mm-hmm. like, like so valuable that, that Jesus compares himself to the good shepherd, mm-hmm. the good shepherd that when he's got 99 sheep and one of them is astray, that he would leave these 99 and chase after that one. Mm. Like that's how Jesus sees people. Like that's, and that's the lens that we're trying to see people as like image bearers that are worth chasing after, not like not worth being canceled, not worth being unfollowed, not Mm. worth like just Mm. nasty comments on their, their posts, Mm -hmm. but chased after because like, they matter. Yeah. They matter to God. Mm. So they so they've got to matter to us. Yeah. That's and funny. and when you view people through the lens of social media, you're not chasing after anybody except for yourself. Yeah. But if you view people through the Bible, oh, then like, then you're chasing. Like you're you become a pursuer. Yeah. Like, and that I think is is such a good biblical representation of how to view people mm. is people are image bearer, image bearers that desperately need Jesus mm. and are worthy of being pursued. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's, that's what I would encourage myself with. That's what I encourage you with or anybody listening is view people the way that the Bible views people mm-hmm. like like so good yeah. that God would send down his son mm-hmm. in the form of a baby. He would live a perfect life mm-hmm. and he would die for them and he would rise again for them. Mm-hmm. But just like the most horrific death. Yeah. Like just this ultimate pursuit of people, just like this, yeah. this crazy desperate pursuit of individuals, I think is what we see when we, we look through the scriptures yeah. and that's got to be our mindset too. Yeah. Not competitors, mm-hmm. not objects, mm-hmm. not products, yeah. but image bearers. Yeah, that's good, Noah. And even just listening to you talk and this whole idea of being mastered, something that was like coming to mind is what is the desire of the thing that is mastering you? So if the thing that is mastering you are these social media platforms, think about the creation of those social media platforms and the way that they were engineered and designed to impact your brain and your attention. It wants your attention. It wants your time. It It is almost taking advantage of and manipulating the deepest desires that we all have to be affirmed and to be known and to be valued and to be liked and all of these things. It's like playing with those things and putting it in um, a very unhealthy um, habit or addiction, as some people might have. Um, But then the thing, and also your money too, right? Like there's ads and all this stuff. There's big, big money involved with all of this. But then to be mastered by something, like you were saying, that just wants you. Does it want something from you, but they want you, right? So it's like, yes, there's a call to to follow Jesus and to walk with him. But ultimately, the most beautiful thing about heaven is being with Jesus. And so I think that is something to maybe think about too, is when you're thinking about what you want to be mastered by, that idea might kind of sound crazy. It's like, I don't want to be mastered by anything. Well, like you're going to be mastered by something. Like the reality is, do you want to be in bondage or do you want to be in freedom? Because Jesus calls us to carry our cross, but he says that his burden is 
easy and it is light and it is filled with grace. And so what he is calling you into might take work at times. It might not always be something we want to do. We might not always want to shut off our phone or delete Instagram or whatever your thing is, or maybe set a timer or whatever the practical thing is that you can establish these habits of in your daily life. Cause how you live, um, you know, to like the habits that you're building are shaping how you're living your entire life. So it's like, what habits am I instilling? Um, so I don't know if you've come across that too of like, you know, I know you're stepping into like a new season too of like you're about to get married, like they're going to get a house, like there's all like, you know, all this other stuff is about to happen in your life. But it's like, yeah, it's like how have you um, noticed like have you been trying to develop like habits with social media that are helping you like in stepping into this new season or like what has that kind of looked for you? um, in the, like the last few months leading up to. Yeah. So it's not, it's definitely not perfect. I don't want to be on here and pretend like it's perfect. It's not at all. It's messy. Um, but thankfully there is just so much grace in the messiness of trying to figure out life in your (laughs) twenties. Um, but for me, it, the goal is to just, again, this thing is crouching at my door and it wants to have me, but I've got to master over it. And so what does it look like for us to master over social media? What does it look like to have social media and the thoughts that come from that be submitted to Christ? Like, what does that look like? It's not ruling over us. Mm -hmm. It is put in its place in submission, Mm -hmm. just like sat down (laughs) where it's meant to be. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? And I think, I think, again, it looks like you're taking it captive. Mm. And so like, it's not out of control. It's taken captive and made obedient to Christ. And so practically for me, that's looked like when I wake up in the morning, first things first, I'm at least going to read a chapter out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like before I even actually get out of bed, like Mm -hmm. I will read a chapter in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I will not go on social media just like, because no, you're not going to have control over yeah, me. Like yeah. this, this, this Bible is going to have control over mm-hmm. me. And so just saying like, no, it, it can wait. Um, so that's been huge for me is just deciding like first things first, like what's most important in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, other things is I would say get into a habit of doing a similar thing as that at nighttime for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, First thing when I wake up, I want to be my mind on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Last thing on my mind before I go to bed, I want my mind on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then also you can track, like, I know, I'm not sure if Androids do this, but I know iPhones, you can track how long you're spending on certain apps. Yeah, I like this. And so, time. yeah. And so you can, again, master this thing. Mm-hmm. This is the select amount of time I'm going to allow myself to spend on social media. Mm-hmm. Once it exceeds that, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm not going to give into the compulsion to keep on doing it more. I'm, I'm, just, I'm done. Yeah. No more. I'm done. Yeah. And then when you find yourself getting into this rhythm of like, ah, I feel like I'm leaning too much mm-hmm. into this thing and it's not really good, then just detox. Like, yeah. And so I oftentimes will do like a week long. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like if you want to stay off of social media forever – Great. Like I will be there cheering you on, but it doesn't even have to be like that. Maybe it can just be like three or four days. Just Mm -hmm. delete the app and just say like, I need to just like open up my eyes to what's important. And I need to, I need to take off these goggles that I've been looking at for Mm -hmm. so, or looking through for so long. And I need to clean them because like, I'm just not seeing straight. 
And also, I think that can come with too, if you're not planning on deleting social media is what accounts are you following? I think that's like a big one to think about. Or what am I putting out there? You know, like how are we that we as believers can change the game of social media and like producing uh, stuff for the gospel and stuff for his kingdom in ways that if somebody does decide to keep their social media, what they're scrolling through will be something that can encourage them or point them to the Lord or help them relate to people of like, I'm struggling with that too. Like, you know, and like kind of putting more real stuff out there instead of this picture perfect world that we try to like cultivate too. So I think that's something to think about. And even just hearing you talk about there is this like some of you might be listening like, oh, that sounds really legalistic or like harsh or whatever. But there is an aspect of obedience that does require discipline. But knowing that you're not doing that in your own power, like if you are a believer, you have the power that raised Christ from the dead inside of Mm. you. Like you have the Holy Spirit who can empower you and enable you to do this because what God wants for you, he will help bring to a reality. So like be encouraged in your discipline. It might not always feel great. It might suck. Like I was listening to this podcast about this girl. She went like 15 days without her phone. And there's literally a bodily reaction to like not having your phone with you. Like that is how intense our connection to our phones in general are, not even just social media, but our phones in general. And I just think like we as believers have an advantage because we are able um, to, yeah, just fall deeply in love with the Lord and walk into this spacious place that he's calling us into through like a discipline that he'll empower us to like carry through. So be encouraged by that. Don't think you just have to white knuckle discipline yourself into <laughs> into freedom, but that um, there's power and ability to be able to do that. But yeah, Noah, um, I just kind of want to close this out with any like final thoughts you would have or want to speak to somebody who's listening who's like, I don't know if I could, like, I don't know what to do. Like I feel addicted to social media and it's affecting how I'm seeing my you know, my spouse or my friends and family, my coworkers, like, how do I free myself of this? All that, like, just if I just sense this very like anxious listener mm-hmm. listening to this, like, what would you say to them to encourage them to walk away hopeful and yeah, just encourage? Yeah. Let me, let me say two things. The first thing I, I want to comment on, on the last thing that you said, um, just about the difficulty of just you're going one direction and completely shifting your course. That's that's hard. Yeah. Like that is difficult. And so there, first and foremost, there is grace for that shift. It's go, I just admit it, it's messy. It's not easy. Um, and it's going to come with trial and error. Mm-hmm. And so there's grace for the errors. There's grace for when you fall. There's grace for when you lean too much into yourself and mm-hmm. not into God. And there's grace for when you become overly prideful or you there's grace for all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really not, it's not legalistic for you to do what's best for your yeah. soul. Yeah. And so like you can say, oh, Noah, Brenna, you guys are just being legalistic, telling me to spend more time in the Bible and <laughs> get off of social media. And I'm like, no, like I'm not saying that's that's what's going to save you. That's you're you're amazing because you do that, or we're amazing because we do that. Mm-hmm. I just know me, mm-hmm. and I know that I really, really need it. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go haywire like super quick. Yeah. Like I desperately, I desperately need that. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And so it's not it's not like just this hindrance to say no to social media yeah. and yes to my Bible. Mm-hmm. It's like no, no. This is the pathway for my flourishing as a person and Mm -hmm. I need that. Yeah. Um, 
so that that's number one. And then number two, to the person that that is is a little bit anxious right now, and just can make the connection in their mind. Okay, this is affecting me. Mm-hmm. Which that is step one because a lot of people here are just like this isn't an issue, whatever, and just yeah. gonna skip through and like. I'm praying for you um, if that's how you are. But but for the person that, that's made that mental connection saying, this is an issue yeah. and I'm struggling and I know something needs to change, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. I would, I would encourage that person and say, you're loved. Mm-hmm. You are so incredibly loved in everything that you see on social media, everything that you've been going to for social media, love and validation and acceptance Mm -hmm. and community, all of these things that you deeply desire Mm -hmm. and can't seem to grab a hold of for any, any sustainable length of time Mm -hmm. through social media and all of the pain, all of the hurt, Mm -hmm. all of the things that you just desperately want to push past and, Cling on to Mm -hmm. love and acceptance and all of these things. Mm -hmm. They are yours in Jesus Christ. Like all of these things, like hope, love, joy, a purpose, a reason to live, actual connection, Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. All of these things are yours Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ. So all of the things that you're already searching for on social media, not finding, like like Jesus has them and he desperately wants to give them to you. Mm -hmm. And so, so my encouragement would be to just run to Jesus for everything that you're already looking for. Like you're already in search for this. Yeah. This thing to satisfy your soul, yeah. and he's got it for yeah. you. Yeah, and you have full access to it. And yeah. like his love isn't doesn't become more or less based on you being able to do these things. And there's so much freedom in that. So thank you, Noah. You're encouraging my own heart right now, even just listening to this. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for again being on the show. You guys have to check out the other episode we did about true intimacy and community. I'll link it in the description. But thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Soul Things. We talk about the hard spaces and thank you for joining me on this journey of navigating life in your 20s. And I just want you guys to remember that even in the hard spaces, his grace abounds. See you next week.